Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. And today we are joined by our special guest, Hildy Larson. Hildy is a health mindset coach, detoxification specialist, and describes herself as not being a regular wellness coach, as she is more about believing that you have the ability to take charge and change and succeed, and um, that through lifestyle changes, and mindset and emotional releases that you can experience the life that you deserve. So, uh, Hildy, I'm excited to talk to you more and learn more about you and how you have been helping people. Um, is there anything you would like to add to your introduction? Oh, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me, Ronnie. That's, you know, always an honor to be able to speak to um, an audience that you have. Um, no, I mean, I'm a regular girl that had a life that so many sadly <laughs> stand up against, you know, these days. And uh, I was the one that was curious enough to make changes, you know, ending up being called through spirit um, to help others to write three books. And this is where I'm at today. And I think the introduction was perfect. <laughs> and you're from Norway and, and I believe living in Norway right now? Absolutely. I'm born and raised in Norway. Um, um, some people have maybe believed for a while that I lived in Florida because we did have a second home there and I loved to go to Florida, spent many, you know, several months a year there, mm -hmm. but absolutely. And right now where we're at in this world right now, I, you know, I have a feeling Norway is going to be it for a little while. Excellent. Excellent. And, I guess uh, growing up in Norway, what was your lifestyle like growing up? I'm, I'm going to assume that you weren't brought up on raw foods. Oh, heck no. Well, this is the Western world, you know, as traditional as you can get. I mean, we're farming land uh, except for oil. So we're talking milk and potatoes. Right. You know, we're talking traditional home cooked meals. Luckily for us, even though we were exposed to so many other types of toxins, you know, they didn't spray heavily or do as much pesticides when we were little. I mean, I'm born in 1965. So, but still, yeah, that milk and that dairy, huge. And for some of us, it's more huge because I was the one that was in the fridge five times a day drinking milk out of the carton. Uh, I was the one addicted to cheese and, every, you know, cheese doodles yep. um, and diet Coke. So that was just a normal, sad type of diet, even though we didn't have Burger King on every corner. Understood. And uh, growing up, were you relatively, were you healthy? Did you have health challenges growing up? Not really. I was born healthy and I had the normal upbringing, the kind of regular shots, the, you know, the, the vaccines and, and I, I regular diet like everybody else. We were like a middle class family, never lacked anything. Um, I started mid like mid when I was turning into a teenager, I, I drank some water that was a little contaminated, you know, looking back, there was a lot of critters in there, a lot of parasites. And, and I started having issues from kind of more of like a young adult age from rashes to, you know, tummy aches and problems and, and ulcers, you know, it kind of, it grew on me, but no, not as, a, not as yeah. a little child. 
and a lot of people when they're younger especially a young adult i suppose that uh healthy living or you know, their health is not as much of a focus to them was that the case for you and what, what were you focused on in your life at that point well i was a very happy very outgoing very if i can say talented girl in the sense that i played the piano i was painting i was drawing i became an uh, interior architect i kind of I was exploring life on so many levels. I was a dancer. I had my own aerobic studio. I was like, I was all over the place. And people used to say that I was like a potato. You could use me for, you know, for anything. Um, health wasn't as much a focus, but my body always was in the sense of fitness. I never drew the connection that a fit body was not necessarily a healthy body. Because I looked fabulous the day that I crashed. I tell you, I was like going 140,000 miles to hit that wall. And I looked pretty good on the outside. Um, so that's one thing. But the interesting thing looking back, and I think a lot of people will recognize this because I see it with my clients all the time. Not without exception, I get people come to me chronically ill, long-standing similar stuff we're talking chronic we're talking labeled autoimmune we're talking in that category of long-term suffering yep. they grew up under one or another kind of emotional abuse narcissism was in the house things you didn't even think about because it's all you knew it's always all you knew and that looking back i was heavily infected by if you could put it that way Oh, really? Um, yeah. Is that something? And I don't really want to go deep into that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, but because it affects a lot of people. But yeah, yes, definitely. I took that with me, that which I was taught as a child. Yeah. I took with me into my adult life, which then again it kept me suffering. Yeah. Until yeah. I was gonna say almost learning from clients like almost educating myself as a you know midlife woman i realized the whole picture yeah yeah do you do you think that that i mean is it a combination of the emotional traumas that people go through when they're growing oh. up and also do you think that food can be used to sort of continue that abuse or, or unhealthy lifestyle habits sort of continue uh, I don't know. Like, I love that question. I, yeah. I love that question because yes, it's like yes and yes. On, on, to put it this way, I believe diet or food intake will always be the base or the starting point. You can't get around it. It's not like you can say, oh, I'm going to heal my emotions and I'm going to keep on eating crappy shit. Yeah. Now, if, if you believe that you can do that, then I don't believe that you're aligned consciously with your unconscious in the sense that you already know what's not good for your body. You already know this. You're just suppressing it because you don't want to face it. I was just heavily, heavy, heavy smoker for 25 years. It's not like I never knew that it was not good for me. You know, so even if I sat down and told myself it didn't matter, I would, there would be still be a part of me that would always know that smoking was not good for me. So it has to be aligned 
with truth. And for me now, I, I know I'm very bold, and there's not only one truth in this world, but for me, truth is nature. That is the, the one tangible that we have. Absolutely. And I, I, it's nature. It's the, it's the yeah. only truth that's there. It's the only reality that's constant is nature. And we're part of nature. We become dirt. So in that sense, what I've seen is if you put in food that is nourishing to the body, food that has a high energetic status, food that vibrates higher in angstrom that, than the human body, then you are automatically cleansing. You are raising your level of consciousness, clearing your uh, pineal glands. And that is the process that will then again lead you to healing your emotional issues. And that's why I see people who struggle, you can still lead them through the diet change and lifestyle change, and they will automatically be faced with all their shit without having anywhere to escape because they're no longer eating to numb the emotions, to not look at it, you know, to keep the addiction going. And this is why you see people react so differently to changing the diet because changing a diet is so easy. You know, a little child of three years old can do it. It's like, eat these fruits. Okay, that's how difficult it is. You just pick it up and you eat it. But when you start screaming and kicking and you can't and your life goes haywire because it's showing you your addictions. It's showing you. So, okay, so that's one part of it. Um, the other side, what was I going to tell you about the other type of that? But yeah, the connection is so deep that I've had a client. Oh, this is what I was going to say. There was this person I was, I'm just going to say that I, that I know that had been eating fruits for one year, only fruits. Uh-huh. And he did not get where he wanted to go with his health. Yeah. He was frustrated. He was angry and he was a little hectic with me because he demanded to see change. I knew that the same person had no interest in forgiveness work, in letting go of certain thought forms or ways of looking at the world. He was so rigid. And this is when I can also see that you can't just sit there and eat the fruits and demand that change. The fruit is connecting you to the divine, to nature. And the rest is, it's a spiritual awakening. I usually say that eating fruit is not a diet. It's, it's a spiritual experience. Wow. Do you think that people will struggle with making that lifestyle change if they don't do that other work that you're talking about, forgiveness and you know, looking into the other stuff? Do you think that people will always be need to do both? Well, the thing is this. I think that it can be overwhelming to even think about everything you need to do to heal. If somebody tells you you need yeah. to change your diet, you need to do emotional work, you need to do spiritual work, you need to do yoga, you need to meditate, you need to do all this. It's like, where do I even start? If you start with a diet only, you really, don't have to, you really don't have to do any other work unless you are unwilling to do what comes up 
for you, what shows itself for you. And then you need to work on self-sabotage. That's the biggest I see. It's self-sabotage. If you can stop sabotaging yourself, then you're good to go. But there are so many different aspects of that. It could be, you know, the core where, oh, people fall off the wagon all the time because they sabotage yourself, their selves because they don't think they deserve to be healthy. That's like the general, so untangible, so hard to know what to do with. But if you work with people and go in, see, we're so different. That's why it's hard to teach as in general. But there are different categories. For example, you could be the one that are a member of the rheumatic or pain organization. Yeah. And I remember being in hospital and one person came into um, the dining room and she was so upset because the doctor undiagnosed her. Oh, wow. Yeah, because she was going to lose her disability. Oh. And uh, she was the, um, one of the head members of her club for like-minded people that had the same diagnosis. Wow. That's one type. I mean, how do you, you see? We associate ourselves with this. And it could be that when you were a child, you were told that, you know, who do you think you are? You know, you're always better than. And then you start numbing yourself or you start playing second fiddle. Or it could be that you think, of course, you're not worthy enough or, you know, that, um, yeah, it could be a hundred thousand reasons why you sabotage yourselves, but it's always us. Yeah, it's always us, because, like I said, a three-year-old can work, go right into doing this change without doing any work, really. Just going to the store, picking up some grape, sitting down, put them in your mouth, chew and swallow. Now, how hard is that? Yeah, absolutely. Easy, easy. You don't need utensils. You don't need equipment. You don't need a dining room, you, you need nothing. You need to be able to purchase the grapes. That's it. So for you, when you started to head towards this alternative lifestyle that you live, you know, alternative, alternative to what the mainstream is doing. Yeah. Was it, was it the food that changed first or was it the search for something deeper? Was it going towards spirituality? Was it emotional stuff? emotional work what was it that was your first kind of step towards yeah changing your, your life I decided I wanted to live I had been sick for so many years and I mean the list is just too long to mention of what was wrong with me but I ended up getting the diagnosis of seropositive rheumatoid arthritis oh, I was so sick I was so filled with medications. They filled me up with everything from umbrellas, suppressing my, my immune system, prednisone, you know, that's the cortisol, um, all the different uh, anti-inflammatory drugs like Vioxx, who was later pulled from the market because there were too many deaths of a heart attack from it. Um, and I, I went into the medical, like for many years, getting sicker and sicker, in and out of hospitals, ended up with anxiety attacks from the medication, medication, depression, you know, all of that on top of everything else, all the symptoms in the world, just packing on. And I just tried to hang in there. I remember I um, had to let go of my business. 
Uh, I was an interior architect. I had a great business. I had to let it go, all of it. Um, I, I tried to go to university to become a journalist. Like I said, like, you know, I did so many things. But I then realized, you know, I can't do this. I was just so sick that I went down, you know, I went home from school one, of those, one day in the middle of class. I just got up and I went home and I sat down on the couch. And when my husband came home from work, he, I was still sitting there. And he said, what are you doing? Aren't you supposed to, you know, be, um, have a session? And I said, no, I've stopped all my medications and I'm going to lay down now. And I'm going to lay here until one out of two things happen. Either I die or I get better and I don't care which. Wow. <laughs> because this, yeah, this is, this is out. I can't do this. So I laid down literally and I laid there and I had to lay there for many years. And I got so sick from stopping the medication. That's when I realized how really sick I was and how, how they were just numbing symptoms and, but I was progressing underneath. So when I stopped the medication, the truth was looking me in the eye. I was immobile. I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. I had to be carried to the bathroom. I couldn't open my mouth because my jaws were even inflamed. I mean, if you think you have a joint somewhere in the body, it was inflamed. I couldn't lift my arms. I couldn't bend my elbows. I couldn't bend my knees. I couldn't do anything. And the pain. And from that place, the journey started with a desperate search, you can say. So, but that it went into all directions in the beginning. You know, I'd even gone through almost like threatening my doctor to inject IVs in, in, of, of sodium bicarbonate because I had read about that. You know, I, I, anything that if it was natural or non-natural, I didn't care. I just wanted to know what are people doing and what is this? Because I didn't come from the natural world, you know, so I was... I had no direction, but as I was laying there, I started listening to Louise Hay, and then it was Doreen Virtue, and then all of a sudden, people like David Wolf showed up, um, you know, Deepak Chopra, and, you know, so many, like all the old school that a lot of people that have been into this uh, for a while will know who I'm talking about, and I tried everything. I started having juice fasts, um, elimination of different foods. And then eventually into the raw, adding a lot of herbs. Where I was just reading up on herbs, trying to get them to Norway, which is not easy. Um, and I was just experimenting on myself, putting everything in my mouth, triple doses. Like if I could find something that says one dropper a day, I would be the one thinking, oh, I wonder what will happen if I do five droppers a day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I went all in in the search of eliminating what worked, what didn't work. You know, I got a rice machine. I have a hyperbaric chamber. I have uh, EMF mats. I, I mean, it's out there. I have it in my, in my house. Yeah, yep. hectic. Um, um, sounds pretty amazing so far. So you basically... What was it that made you decide to try and find your own path? Like, it sounds like you, were, you had this, um, you were going down a conventional route. It sounds like you were having conventional medicine. What, what was it in you that made you seek something else? Okay. So I had a dream. <laughs> right before I stopped my medication, I had a dream or an awakening almost. It was not, a, not like a regular dream, but I saw this big barrel, you know, the ones that you've, you, you put wood into and you see 
people, you know, they, they warm on the outside. You could kind of use it as a fireplace, like a big barrel of syringes, uh, which was what I was injecting myself with um, many times uh, a week, uh, the Enbrel. Um, and it exploded. So I, I kind of, I awoken with this image and, and this, I was startled by all that medicine just exploding. And it was like something within me just clicked. And that was a big part of those first years. My dreams were amazing. The messages, the a spirit was just, I don't know, I was guided. It was like I was shifted. Um, not into an easy way, not into a path that was known to me. I, it seemed like I had to, to go all the steps. Like the, it's almost like becoming a teacher. I needed to know everything along the way. Now, when I talk to people, have you experienced this? Yes. Do you know what this feels like? Yes, <laughs> sadly. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's how it was for me. I, I just knew I needed to find something new, but I didn't, it wasn't laid in front of me what it was. I had to do that search myself. And it became pretty complex for a long time because I, yeah. I used my intellect, of course, you know, and I, I'm, I'm used to using my in intellect. You know, I'm an intellectual, you know, love to study, love to learn, love to read, love to figure things out, love to experiment. So it took me, oh, probably 10, oh, a lot of years to kind of go the other way again and just go simpler, 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 you know, and then go all the way back to simplicity. Sometimes we just need to see the other side, um, trying to, because I was, I was still chasing symptoms, remember? I was still looking for something that will take away my symptoms and was looking for the cause for the symptoms. Yes. Yeah, I was looking for a pill in another form. I, I knew I couldn't, do, I couldn't do pharma drugs anymore. I knew I was done with that. It would literally kill me. It, it, I would have been dead. I know I would have been dead. So I knew there had to be another way, but what my body was capable of by itself or the simplicity, I had no idea. So it was a long transformation for me personally. Yeah. And... When was it you really started to get results? What was it that, that made the biggest difference for you? Well, the biggest difference for me was when I went, there was one difference when I went raw. When I went onto raw food, um, because I can't say that I went plant-based because I think I was living on cod alone for a couple of weeks before I went raw just because I was into the elimination diet and it was not like on the vegan side it was just figure out if if if, if, if your symptoms are caused by something that you can't tolerate but David Wolf was a speaker back then and he was like the main in that industry and um he got me into thinking of the raw and I I tried that and that made a difference I can't say that it overnight made a difference in my physical symptoms but it definitely made a difference in my spirit and in the way that I thought and, and the hope for the future. It was like it opened a new door uh, and taught me that there was a whole new world out there that I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know it was a thing. I never heard about it. Eating raw food, I mean, I, I didn't even know it was possible. Yeah. So thank you to him for opening that door for me. He was my first you know, teacher in, in, in raw food. Um, and that made a difference. But jumping ahead, you know, and even in bed, 
while I was learning from him, that's when I certified myself as a coach. So I was getting, you know, better to the point where at least I could read. And from my bed, I could, you know, educate myself. Like, cause I was, I knew I needed to help people um, when I got well. So, but when I think it was probably 80, 10, 10, I would say, um, was, I read the book and I, it resonated so deeply with me with the low fat, especially, um, that I, I, I tried it. And then some people, divine will started poking me, said, have you heard about Dr. Morris? I'm like, no. Uh, you know, he's about all fruit. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know about the fruit because I had been following Dr. Robert Young for so long. And he told me, you know, and I even, I even see, I was all over the place. I was flown um, to see him. I lived at his ranch for a month. I was at the Hippocrates Center in Florida, talked to Dr. Clement. I was, and they told me literally, you eat, a, you know, you eat fruits or berries, you will never get well. I mean, you will never get well. Who told you that? Yeah, uh, Dr. Clement at the Hippocrates wow. in Florida. Yeah, he still believes that. Wow. So I was so afraid of fruits and berries that I would not touch them. So it was really hard to me to know to that transition. That, I think, was the hardest, and that was my awakening. I was thinking, oh, my God, you're locked in a new mindset. Like, you have now a belief that is so strong that... You're doing this because you've actually been programmed again to believe in something because you're not believing it because your heart feels it. You're believing it because somebody told you to believe it and they were an authority to you. So that was the start. I started to put raspberries in my smoothies. I remember and I posted it on Facebook and I got so much pepper from people saying I was literally killing myself um, that came from that. Yeah, from the high green, high fat, avocado, no fruit, you know, raw foods. Wow. So I needed a minute to kind of read up and, um, and get it, you know, really think about the fruit because I was never a sweet person. So to me, fruit wasn't a treat. It was not like, oh, I can have fruits. That would be wonderful. It was like, ugh, that's sweet stuff. Um, I was always, give me a potato chip. You know, you can have the cake. So, but faith, you know, gave me the opportunity to go see Dr. Morse as we got me flown over laying down to Florida and I got to see him and how we had a talk and I just felt the love. I just felt the love. I just felt the love in the message so much that I knew that something had changed. And as far as my symptoms, absolutely. Over years, though, and, and that is the thing. I mean, when you, you, you're so sick, and this is where a lot of people are today, when you're in that deep chronic, yeah. you cannot make any changes in your diet, sadly, and demand or, because demanding is really what we do when we get disappointed or sad or upset when we don't see relief after a, a certain period of time. That's a demand, you know. I decided I was not going to look for any relief I was going to do this because I believed it was the best for me. I believed I deserved it. And I was curious as to 
where it would lead me. So I had like an open ticket with that change. And I knew that I made the choice. That, that meant I couldn't complain. I couldn't, you know, feel that I was deprived. I couldn't say, oh, I wish I could eat that. I wish I could have the pizza because I mm -hmm. could have the pizza. I mean, I could have it every day if I wanted to. Yeah. But I chose not to because I knew deep inside that fruit was the best option for me. And I don't even know if I'm still answering your question, but, you know. I'm no, just... I, I, I like that. <laughs> and I was wondering, Hildy, so... <clears throat> It's so interesting. You had years of this other exposure of the higher fat diet, the no fruit diet. Yeah. It came towards the fruit message. Um, and how quick, I, I think that some people want very quick results, but I'd, I'd like you to let us know how long did it take for you to get the healing that you wanted? Okay. First of all, I've never gotten the healing that I wanted. But that's another, that's another side of the story. But the thing is, it was so subtle in the beginning that we had gone to Spain as I was able to travel. And we were looking where could we park a car so close to the water that I would maybe be able to go down to the water or to get yeah. in the water. Yeah. Um, and then there was the thing with my knees and everything that getting out of the water, if there was just a few waves in the water and a little bit of a steep, you know, at the end there, I, I needed help from two adults to get out of the water. One year after I was in the water and it was my husband that reminded me and said, do you remember a year ago when you were in the water, you, you, you couldn't walk out by yourself? And do you remember we parked right back, right by, right by the beach? Now you walked, you know, at least not that far, but, you know, maybe like, I don't know, thirds of a mile or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's so it, that's how subtle it can be. Um, so I really can't even say now it's been eight years eight, eight and a half years since I've eaten just fruit. Um, and my body is still working. Let me tell you, it's wow. not like I'm not still going deeper. I have been deeper in detox the last four or five months that I've been my whole life. That's crazy. I've been bedridden. I've been, but it's different, but different, different. So, and this is the cycles that I see. And this is what I really want to teach more about the future, you know, in the future. When you stick to it and really stay there, we really transform into a completely different level because I have been eating the same diet now that I have been eating for, for several years, like almost exactly the same. Yeah. So I didn't change anything. But one thing, I started meditating for four hours a day. I was walking the longest trails Every single day, two or three hours, I was out walking the mountains. Wow. That's the level that I was at right now. We're talking in May. Wow. And then all of a sudden, my body started going so deep. It started cleansing veins and blood and lung. It's like, oh, my God. So who knows? And that's the thing. There's no destination to this. There's only experience. I definitely feel like... I've come across so many people that 
they see this as a 30-day challenge, a 90-day juice cleanse, and or they go raw for month, two months, three months, and and then they get tempted back and 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 they fall right back to their old habits very quickly. I feel like they're not aware of the the deeper levels of healing that do that continue to happen as you're saying yeah months and months into it years into it that there still seems to be like a lot of healing oh yeah what i say to people is the first year is the worst Mm -hmm. with the change so they know we're talking more than a year if you're in the chronic phase you know, but I mean, everybody's different and everybody's different emotionally and mentally. Some people don't have that much baggage. Some people maybe don't have that much to experience in this lifetime that they need to go that deep. You know, maybe they just needed a little lifestyle change or so it's so, so different. But you're right. I mean, we are indoctrinated with the expectation of a pill. You go to a doctor, you say, take this. If you don't feel better in two weeks, come back. And we're also in that sense taught that try it for a little while and see if it works so now living on our species specific diet that we're designed to eat scientifically signed designed to eat physically designed to eat and think that it will work or not work this is where i get like, well it's not going to work it yeah. never works diet can't work your body works Right. Your body will heal you if, you know, if given the opportunity, your diet, that's, that's energy. That's all it is. It's energy. It's not doing anything more but fueling your cells, allowing your body to do what it needs to do. So it's complex. Yeah. And people, but, and then, but I, yeah, but it's hard to be a person that wants, you know, I work with individuals. And I love one-on-one just because we're so different and we can really go deep. And I have clients that have stuck with me for years because we go to different levels and we end up being a completely different, you know, level than diet, of course. I mean, you don't do that for years. Uh, I mean, as far as you need coaching and diet for years, you don't need that. Um, But then when you go out in the public arena in general, then allowing people in through a simpler cleanse. Like in my membership group, I do have a 30-day fruit reset program. I do have a one, two, or three-week juicing program. That is because I want people to get introduced, hopefully, to that, you know, change. And for some people, it will be the catalyst, you know, to get interested in doing more. Really cool. Yeah. Yes. So, so Hildy, I mean, the this, this story so far has been amazing. Um, are you, you've said fruit for eight years. Is that, it's your diet, a completely fruit diet? Is it mostly fruit? What is it? What does it sort of look like? Uh, my fruit diet is a fruit diet, not mostly fruit. What I do add are herbs. I do add some tonics. Um, that I take and that vary a little bit, you know, um, and then also, um, I, I love picking wild herbs, so I dry them. Uh, and I might have a scoop of that in my smoothie, uh, the wild herbs, or maybe I'll have a handful of fresh dandelions from the forest, uh, in my smoothie in the summer. Um, and then maybe periods without that, but 
you know, in, in, the, in the sense of the green. So I call it fruits and herbs. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a green meal. I, I never eat a salad or anything like that. It's 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 fruit. So a lot of mostly people... juices and smoothies, juices and smoothies. Okay, okay. I, I was just going to say a lot of people. I mean, I even put up a post recently where I said I felt like there's 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 a very strange message to me where people will say the raw vegan diet is the healthiest ever, but you know if you don't eat enough vegetables, you're gonna suffer or, or whatever, and and I um I I just don't I, I think that's a bit of an extreme idea, but a lot of people would yeah. say to you, yeah, I know, you I know, the nuts, the seeds, the more yeah. vegetables. What what, what yeah. do you say to that? Well, the thing is this, and I and I always have something to say about this because I will never, for example, call myself a fruitarian. I will tell you right now i eat fruits because i see and i feel that that is what i need to do right now right what i'm going to do a year from now two years from now three years from now i can't know nobody knows and i don't care i will do what i feel is right for me right. when i guide my clients very often will they have a salad at night because i feel that will be the balance that they need at that point um, and some will maybe eat just watermelon for two months because that is what they will need at that point. As far as the long term, very few can speak of that. Um, and those who can, of course, um, have something to say. You know, if they suffered without it, they suffered. But if they suffered after six months thinking they needed greens, I would say I don't think they were suffering because they were needing greens. Um, but that would be, again, you know, it would be uh, who, who could say. But what I do say is this, when you get to the point where you can follow your intuition and when it becomes a clear message between you and spirit, and you don't go through your brain and what you've read and the fear-based nutritional, what are in there. I mean, I so went away from counting, well, calories is one thing, but looking at nutrients and breaking down into isolates and the vitamin, yeah. and I've written an article yeah. on B12, on D3, I mean, like, when you get past thinking that you are put here on earth into nature with having to know the, the, the value of vitamins and minerals, I mean, we, we, we just think we're so smart. And I think the body is smarter. It's an alchemist. It transforms one substance to another. We know this. Uh, as far as B12, you know, it's a byproduct of, of a bacteria in the stomach. I mean, if you have trouble with B12, you have, you have, you have to heal your gut. That's, that, you know, that's the issue. But uh, on the side of that, um, when people ask me that about greens, I say, for example, me, I've gone to the store so many times. Picking up spinach looks lovely. Organic, fresh spinach. I'm thinking, I'm going to chew on some spinach. I take it home, put it in my fridge. One week, two weeks later, I throw it out because my, my hand just never reaches for it. Yeah. If I felt like I wanted it, what would stop me from eating it? Nothing. I would eat it. But I just don't feel, I mean, you need to get connected on that level and you can't be rigid. That's why there can't be no rules to this. Yes. Only the experience is valid. The rule means nothing unless you are not sticking to your natural diet because right. you would rather have chocolate, wine, right. tequila, and pizza. That's an addiction speaking. 
so you're talking about the rules of nature we can't do yeah. those but we can't put our own imposed rules that we're creating exactly because they come from fear see nature operates mm -hmm. only from love and anything you anything you were taught really and anything i say that makes you feel like you have to do that too or if not you're going to be doomed or you're never going to get well that is from fear even though my message might be from love it's conceived from fear so we're all stubborn we're all we're all responsible that's the thing when you realize that you are responsible when you can't point your finger and say that didn't work or this person said or this should have worked you're holding other people's account accountable but when you are in you know when you realize that it's all you that's when it becomes scary at first because who then are you going to turn to when it doesn't work or where are you going to get your messages from like who's going to tell you what to do all we can, all we can do is to try and lead by example people into a purer way of living that is connecting us back to nature i think that's how simple i really see it like walk away from nature get in trouble closer to nature you'll get closer to home yeah and if that means for you that you have a garden and you grow a lot of greens and you know you love that and you connect with nature that way and and, and you pick it and you eat it well what could be wrong with that sure sure yeah what to just go over like what what would a typical day for you be in terms of how you eat oh i'm so boring i'm so <laughs> boring you know i was i was i was asked to be on a podcast show but part of it was in the kitchen because people were gonna you know the, the people that they had on i was more like a tv station they they did recipes and stuff and i just i just told them you know i'm not your i'm not your girl because <laughs> I, I don't do that, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I have nothing to teach you, you know. Yeah, I do have a lot of recipes, but okay. So what I do is I start my day with juices. That's how it's, see, it's, it's kind of changed, but I do feel now that I need less and I try not to analyze that. I try not to say to myself, oh, I'm eating too little calories. You know, I'm just right now. I, it's, I seem to eat less. I've done a lot of dry fasting in the past and, and you know i i don't know but this is where i've ended so i've been doing um cucumber juice uh and um in the morning i think that's really cool and, and refreshing or the orange juice so i do both uh at least 16 ounces maybe 32 of both of them or most of the time, like a 16 ounce of, of cucumber juice, and then I'll do 32 ounces of, of fresh um, orange juice. That's, that's my morning. Um, and then midday, maybe I'll have a little apple juice, but I don't eat anything solid until like five, maybe six, five, maybe. Then I'll have my main meal, and that is two large smoothies so it takes a while to kind of go through that but that's two large smoothies and they're mainly mango um wild blueberries app because i'm in norway now wild blueberries and then apple pear um apple pear yeah that's it oh and dates and i have dates in there i have dates in there they're kind of you know good caloric um energetic um sure yeah 
So I'll go through probably like six module dates put in there, probably. So it's uh, it's a pretty hefty and and I don't know two three good mangoes. So it fills up it probably like sixty four ounces. Yeah. Yeah, I would say of of, of smoothie that takes me through the um, afternoon, uh, and that's why I. I'm slowest, you know, I do most work on the computer and it's a good time to kind of eat in the morning. It's, I like better to be walking, uh, you know, and, and do yeah. stuff and, and the juice, I think it's, it's just perfect for that. Yeah. And do you take any supplements or anything like that? And that's no, and that's what I was going to say. So in my smoothie, I could, for example, like I do right now, I could put in some ashwagandha. I put in some turmeric, uh, powder. Uh, what else do I do? I sometimes put in uh, a scoop of the dried herbs that I've done uh, in the summer. Even I, I dry flowers, edible flowers. I go in the wild and I pick them in the summer and I dry them. And I might yeah. put some of the flowers in my smoothie. Um, what else? I think that's it. And then I might, after I eat, have some tinctures or some tonics. And that could be like lemon balm I've done. What else do I do? Burdock root uh yeah cat's claw kind of i come from a very very long extreme story of parasites fungus you know all sorts of critters so many years i mean i have a horror horror story that is out where i pulled out a 12 inch living ascaris out of my butt <laughs> it was alive and wiggling in my hand oh crazy and 12 inches long so it takes a second to process when that happens. And it took me another minute or 15 to kind of be able to even share that, you know, outside the home. But I thought it was so important because I had already been raw for 10 years when that happened. Oh, wow. Yeah. So knowing what I know, having the experience that I have, I will most likely almost have a little bit of anti-something in my regime, anti-fungal, anti-parasite, anti-viral, you know what I'm saying. And I'm, 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 I, I love the essential oils too, to put on the skin, you know, or. Sure. Yeah. Do you, do, do you see these as like herbs and everything? Do you feel they have a medicinal effect, a detoxing effect? What, what, what do you take them for? Well, that has changed a little bit also. Well, in the beginning, I was buying rigidly protocols, thinking more that I needed them, you know, that they were there to oh, always medicinal, like strengthen organs or uh, now I, I see them as plants. You know, of course, they're, they're part of the plant kingdom as I also pick them, you know, as I know them personally by picking them and drying them. Uh, and I see them as having um, a frequency that is very, uh, can be very um, balancing when you already have an imbalance. Whereas the fruit, I can see as being astringent, you know, like we know, especially like the citrus and the, and the, and the melon and, and, and the grapes. Uh, but mostly they're energetics. Um, but the herbs, I feel, can have other messages energetically um, for balancing. Yeah, it's kind of hard to put into words. Yeah. But I, I work with, with herbs very, very intuitively, 
like I don't need to take anything. I don't take the same thing over too long a period. I'd switch things up, but I do love to read about them, educate myself, feel into them, have them in my home and kind of, yeah, connect with them. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. You made a statement a little bit earlier. I don't know if you want to go into this, but you said you've not had the healing that you wanted yet. Or no, I didn't say of, not yet. All of the healing. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about that? or what? what do yeah, you sure, say? sure, sure, sure. Because when you say it like that, it, it, when you got the healing you wanted, right. I said, I never got the healing I wanted. I see. Okay. Meaning, yeah. And I, and I could clarify for the listeners what that would mean. When we want healing, what we want is to be happy. Everything leads to there. It could be maybe you wanted more money or you wanted someone to love in your life. You wanted health. You wanted pain to go away. You wanted to be able to walk again. No matter what it is, it's because you think it's going to take you to a happier place, that that's going to make me happy. If that happens, I will be a happier person. I will have a better life. The healing that happened to me was not at all what I had asked for, meaning I had asked or it was what I asked for, but I didn't know what that was what I asked. I asked for healing. That's another way of saying it. I asked for healing and healing is what I am constantly getting. Healing means becoming whole on all levels. I thought healing means, I could have said to God or the universe, take away the joint pain, take away um, you know, the nausea, take away my headache and my rashes and all of that but I want to leave everything as is because literally I wanted to leave everything as it was. You know, I wanted to keep my job. I wanted to keep my friends. I wanted to keep yeah. status quo. I wanted to live in that house. I wanted that. I didn't get that at all. I, see. I got yeah. years of my whole life changing, detrimental things happening, people leaving, you know, sorrow and mm -hmm. despair and having to let go of. And no, it took years. And even still I have joints that are deformed from that place. But I'm not in this for that to heal. I'm in here to heal, heal. So I now feel happier and more whole than I did before those joints starting to degenerate. You know what I'm saying? I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So I am healed. Yeah. But then again, I'm not in the sense that I'm constantly healing. I'm, as long as I'm a, a human and as long as there is more accumulated toxins or anything in my body that needs um, regenerating then but I am different so I am welcoming it I am joyfully experiencing it I am I am trusting it I am you know I have faith in everything so I am you know I have changed and I I wasn't I wasn't seeing that coming at all yeah and and it's it's such a good message for people that when a lot of people are starting off on this path and they've, they're, they're, they're looking for healing, exactly like you're saying, they want it to look like something in their mind where everything stays the same as much as possible and their lifestyle stays the same and something comes along that gives them this, that takes away all the problems and, and they can just continue being who they, who, who they are. Exactly. And what you're saying is really for that healing to occur, you have to, get rid of the cause which is partly the lifestyle that you've been leading all these exactly. years exactly exactly 
And I had that. I remember my husband told me, um, I just want everything to be the way it was. Right. And I said, no, you don't. Right. Remember how it was. Yes. It's what led us to what is. Yep. Yep. So I, I usually say, if you ask for healing, you have to accept what you've asked for. You have to be ready for what that looks like. And you have to surrender to it. Yeah. Because what you were saying earlier on as well was you had to accept, you know, even if you wanted to eat the other thing that you couldn't do that, or if you wanted to go to the restaurant or be around those type of people or whatever it was that you had to give that up for to make this the yeah. priority for you. Yeah. And to me, it's not even, I look at it from a different, it's like, I'm not giving anything up. I'm choosing this. So if it was like a party, like a Christmas or say it's a New Year's party, I was not giving up going to the party. I was choosing staying home, meditating, blah, blah, blah. So I was not yeah. giving up anything. I was just choosing something different. And I tell people that too. It's not like you're giving up Christmas dinner. You're choosing a different one. You have two choices now because you know both choices. You can make, you can choose the old one too. And then people say, I can, can I eat like turkey? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm like, of course you can. But won't I feel sick afterwards? Yeah, I will think. And they're like, oh, okay. I said, sure. You can do anything you want and you'll have to live the consequence of everything you do. You're sovereign. It's your choice. Amazing. You know, all I, all I can tell you and all I can teach you is this is what I know, you know, about these choices. And then you, 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 make, you make yours. Because if not, you know, yeah. We love to complain. We love to complain. <laughs> So you've, you've, you went down this path for, for many years, you've been doing this for yourself. Obviously it started off for your own healing, but at some point you expanded into sharing this with others and helping others. And could you let us know a little bit about that journey? Um, it started with me going, this was before Facebook. So it started with going on something called Cure Zone which was a forum platform where um, a lot of doctors also, like alternative, I would say, practitioners, went on and spent their precious time for free just at answering people uh, yeah. about anything from parasites to iodine treatment. It could be any module you, know, you could think of um, to help people uh, heal and, and feel better. So I started off engaging a little bit as I came from being, you know, a teacher of aerobics, you know, a, a, a building manager, a blah, 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 you know, long stories. It was easy for me to kind of, you know, take control, take charge kind of, you know, over groups or, and I liked that. And I, and I, I one day I realized, you know, this, there's, and then Facebook came and then I started answering these people on Facebook, like a lot of people do, you know, bless their hearts, trying to help, just trying to help, trying to help. Um, and then I came across um, that you could actually educate yourself online, uh, that there was the certification for, to be um, a wellness coach that was um, 
approved by the um, University of New York and I could do it online. It was very professional. So I signed up and it was a one year full study and I did that from home um, and I got my certification and I knew already then just from doing that, that I was excited to kind of, you know, do that as a work. And then this, my story started to be, you know, I started to realize that so many people were asking me like, what happened? What did you do? What did you do? What did you do? So I wrote my first book uh, called From Hell to Inspired and put that out. So that's on Amazon, you know, and everywhere. And then I, after I went to see Dr. Morse, I did his school, you know, both uh, levels. And um, I then started an online business and I wrote my second book and my third book. So it kind of gradually, and I couldn't stop really. And that was the thing. I tried several times to stop it really because I get so intense when I work and I wrote three books and published them in one year, which is kind of crazy. Um, I, I, you know, when I'm on, when you push my button, I, I still have that in me and I'm trying, I, no, now I embrace it. Before I thought it was making me sick to be so intense, but now I can see that when, when I'm on my calling, it's okay to go. So that's how it happened. And I just, I love, it was Facebook. Yeah. yeah I, I love the names of your, your books. You have a book called No More Bullshit. Yeah. From Hell to Inspired and Know the Truth and Get Healthy. Yeah. Your book titles. Yeah. So where, where can people find out more about you? And, and, and maybe get in touch about working with you or looking at some of the things you offer? Um, my, my, my website is inspiredbyhilda.com. And Hilda is with an E. So that's why I usually say inspired by Hildy for English speaking people, you know, .com or they'll write an A. Um, <laughs> and then I'm inspired by Hildy. Uh, mostly everywhere. I have an Inspired by Hildy Facebook page. I have Inspired by Hildy uh, on Instagram. Um, I um, have a YouTube channel. I think that's actually Hilda Larson. Um, but I feel if you type in Inspired by Hildy, you might find it there too. So yeah. So even if you just go on Instagram and find me, I have a link tree. You'll find everything else linked up. And that's so I'm pretty easy to find. And my books are on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or <clears throat> anywhere really that you buy books online you should be able to find it so it's actually hilda not hildy yeah well it's in between like if i say right. it in native tongue my name uh -huh. it's hilda okay yep hilda so it's it's an a it's not an e and it's not an a <laughs> so what do you think about staying raw in norway a lot of people would say impossible to eat raw i, I know and i and, and that's kind of what's fun about being here because you, you don't know how many people come to me and they use that as the one reason why they can't stay. Well, oh, you don't understand. I live in Canada. Yeah. Oh, like really you live in Canada. I live in Norway. And they're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you stay there during the winters. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I actually use the cold. That's another thing though. I have a program and I'm a big Wim Hof fan, by the way. Uh, I, I use the cold to cultivate health. Cold is yeah. cold is alkalizing. Heat is acidic. So that's a whole nother story. But um, but yeah, you know, we're blessed today. We have convenience stores. I we have a little even organic store here. And yesterday I was able to get two organic shiramoyas. 
in Norway. I was able to get organic uh, persimmons. Um, except for that, when it's scarce, I could always get organic bananas um, and some other things. And I'm not rigid in that either. I'm, I would say 90% organic, but if there's nothing organic, I'm not going to starve. I'm going to buy myself some huge melons or, or mangoes, peel it and eat it and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be my choice. So, and I'm pretty good at freezing. You know, I like everything fresh, but sadly you can never get fresh berries here uh, during winter. So I have two choices. Either I don't eat berries all winter or I eat them frozen. So I choose frozen, but I collect them myself during summer organic, and then I freeze them myself. So I can take control of my diet. I plan ahead, which is huge, which can be, you know, one reason why some people have a coach. Because they're, you know, it's the planning and the accountability and be able to know what to do absolutely, and how to do it, you know, in the most easy, we want to do it easy and flowing. We want to, we, you know, we don't want anything to be complicated. So, and that's how my diet kind of changed. It's, it's with the season. I'm forced to eating differently during winter and I embrace that and I'm used to that. And then during summer when I can have fresh cherries and fresh berries I eat until I have a diarrhea. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Um, what would be some of your advice for people that are starting off right now that are listening to this, that are getting inspired and, and want to, you know, start tomorrow, start right now? Yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I think I will say honor the struggle honor the struggle. If you, and you could always ask yourself first, what two or three things can I do right now as far as my diet that will better the health for me? Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that they shouldn't have the morning coffee or it's this or it's that. It's so easy to eliminate what they know already is not good for them. That's a great practice because it ultimately is a, between them and them right? And then on top of that, I say always start with your morning because it's your cleansing period. You've been sleeping all night. The body's been doing its thing and it, you know, it needs to be able to flush and cleanse. So start with putting in some fresh fruits and or juices, whatever you choose in the morning. So I would start with that one meal if I was starting out and then I would observe myself to, if, if that was meant eliminating coffee and that was a big problem for me, that's where honoring the struggle comes in. Because then I would go in, instead of then battling with myself if I should have coffee or not, I would look at myself with an interested eye saying, this is interesting. I wonder what it is between me and coffee. I wonder why this is so hard. I'm not going to drink it, of course, because I quit. But why is it so hard? It's okay. You know, it's, you, you, you can't run from hard. Nobody said it was going to be easy. That's not where we sign up. It's not easy. It will never be easy. If it was easy, we would already be doing it. The healing is an overcoming that which is hard. That's the restrictions. That's what's holding us back. And everything in life is by trying to shy away from everything that's hard. Yeah. In my opinion and from my experience, you know, at least that's what I see. And that's definitely what it was for me. 
Well, thank you very much, Hilda. And um, I've really enjoyed our conversation today. And uh, I think you. there's so much more to talk about. I, I'd, I'd definitely love to talk to you another time and, and stay in touch and maybe do this again. Um, but I just want to uh, say to everyone watching and listening, thank you for watching, listening. Please feel free to share. You can go to fruitfest.co.uk and subscribe to stay in touch with us for the podcast. Um, and definitely go and check out Hilda's website, uh, inspired by Hilda or Hildy.com and, and all the stuff that's going on there. And uh, see if, if she can help you with, with what you're uh, with the healing that you're looking for. Um, any any last message to the to the audience that's watching and, and listening, Hilda? Well, I think thank you. Um, I I'm a firm believer in love, and I'm a firm believer that no matter where you are in life, um, that not being so strict on yourself or beating yourself down is like number one to to move you know to move ahead and not be afraid to be different not be afraid of what other people think this is a very personal choice when you ask for healing if you're asking for less symptoms that's a different story but if you're asking for a better life and to feel more love in your heart and and more of a spiritual connection and to feel the joy, you know, deep in your veins, then I think just, go, you know, moving from fear to love, I think it's number one. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining me today, Hilda. And thanks everyone for listening and watching. And we'll see you again in the next episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you.